The New Level Cap Podcast is a show about fun, friends, game design, and all things otherwise. Your hosts are Marco DeSantos and Brad Talton of Level 99 Games. I'm Chris Solis, your producer, and without further ado, please enjoy the show. Rolling, 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 rolling into it on this episode of the New Level Cap Podcast, where I'm finally not alone because I'm your host, Marco DeSantos, and with me is my fresh back from Gen Con co-host. Brad Talton. And it's great to be back, Marco. I uh, I hope you missed me. I did. I did. Uh, did you listen to the last episode where I was alone? <laughs> that was no, wild. I didn't. Because that was me talking straight by myself for 30 minutes or something. So it's really glad you to can, have someone uh, to You can off. truly carry a conversation, Marco. Uh, by myself? I don't think I so. Need to, I need to go back and listen to it. I've uh, mostly been just emails and all kinds of stuff since I got back from Gen Con. It's been a busy, busy week. Mm-hmm. But I'm finally back. Things are finally settling down a little bit. And we're getting into the fall rush for getting our games to press. So it's been a lot of pre-press work, a lot of coordinating with artists and designers, and just a lot of getting the projects back on track after the huge disruption of Gen Con and Evo. We were actually at both shows this year. Yeah, you make it sound like these were bad things. They're not bad, right? Like we we were happy (laughs) to be at Evo and Gen Con. I'm always happy to, to meet the fans, you know, and to chat with fans. The actual process of getting all your stuff set up at Gen Con and then, you know, running the tables and coordinating help and buying food and buying hotels and booking travel, like it all really, uh, it takes a lot of time away from everything else. So in that sense, it is kind of a, you know, it's a bit of a troublesome event, but the results, you know, getting to meet all of the people that play our games, getting to run tournament events, getting to show people the cool stuff we've got coming up, that's all definitely worth it. Yeah. And I really love that part. And I'm really glad we have Chris and Jackie to pick up, like, Evo too, right? Because if we didn't have them, we would only be at one show. And Mm -hmm. uh, did you know that Chris and Jackie ended up inadvertently on a video from Maximilian Dude, who is a... No, I heard heard about that. I heard that Jackie got called out online for appearing in the background of... Of that uh, of that stream, yeah, like completely, completely. Like Jackie told me about it, and she was like, "I am so disappointed that I did not wear a level ninety nine games shirt throughout this entire thing." <sighs> Just imagine. Gotta stay in uniform. Gotta stay in uniform every time, even after the ships are done. That's true. I need a level ninety nine games shirt so I can just walk around with it. Yeah, well, we'll definitely uh, send you one. Oh, that's that's like. great. Ooh, yeah. na- now do you, na- do you want the wet, the red one or the gray one? Uh, obviously the the gray one because like my soul uh, it is gray <laughs> okay yeah, so we do we do have staff shirts at each of our shows and the staff get to wear the gray shirts the uh the volunteers are the red shirts so, Ooh, oh wait do they die um they stop being uh staff at the end of the show so technically their employment dies you know it's 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 there's no really no no there's no connection there's no connection okay well i thought it was like a star trek kind of thing where maybe there's maybe there's a star trek kind of thing you have to ask chris he picked out the colors okay i'll I'll, I'll talk to chris later but right now i'm talking to you brad and i want to interrogate you about gen con i mean since you weren't at evo i'll probably have chris on for evo uh yeah so, so you were at gen con brad let's ask what the heck 
do you do at Gen Con? What like like this is not well, been necessarily something we've talked about on the podcast, but like you go to Gen Con, you meet people and stuff. But like, what else do we do? Why do we go to Gen Con, right? So I guess the the real question is: Are you asking what happens at Gen Con? Or are you asking what I specifically do at Gen Con? I kind of like a little column A, a little column B here, but mostly column oh, okay. B. Like I want to know what you did at Gen Con too, but that's more important, okay. right? Because I think everybody who's been to Gen Con knows what happens at Gen Con. But this is just for the benefit of people like me who live in Asia who have not been to Gen Con ever. Okay, well, so at Gen Con, you know, we. There's a lot of things that are happening. We're primarily relegated to the exhibitor hall. And this year, we got a really good booth space. It was right near one of the entrance doors. I was quite excited about that. We set up our banners. So when we get to Gen Con, uh, I flew in on Monday. The rest of the team was there by Wednesday evening. And on Wednesday morning, we start setting up the booth. So Mm -hmm. we've already freight shipped our pallets and our product into the convention hall. Those are actually delivered to our booth by the exhibitor services uh, group, which are the guys that drive around the forklifts and set up the tables and, you know, handle all the pallets in the back. The, mm-hmm. you know, the crew that keeps the convention center running. So yeah. that's all set up for us already. And we just unpack the pallets. We put down our floor tiles. We put up our backdrops. We stash all of the goods behind the backdrops at Gen Con and at most conventions, you're not allowed to have any raw cardboard showing in your booth. Basically, you can't be showing you can't have cases of products on display. You have to only have opened product. Does that make sense? Okay, it why? Would be, it would be really ugly if we just had giant boxes of cardboard like everywhere in the hall. And I they, see. This is a fair, right? We we are here to put on a good show for the fans. And so they want to make the hall look really bright Great. and exciting and clean. And uncluttered. And so basically what they say is like, look, you got to have all your clutter hidden by your backdrops. Mm. So if you ever look closely at Gen Con, you know, behind any of the banners or, you know, you get a chance to see people walking in and out of the back of the booth, you'll see that there's just a ton of cardboard clutter all over the place. In Do not back there. pay attention to the man behind the curtain is essentially yeah. what's happening so, here. So, you know, so there's a bit of that. Okay. Just some, some behind the scenes. So we build up the booth. We build our, you know, we take our, the tables, we set out play mats, we put up our demo copies, we mm-hmm. set up the, for this convention, we set up the big table full of Imperial, Ooh. our fully, our factory copy of Imperial. Spicy. Factory first. We had some big posters of the locations for Imperial. So we were showing off those posters and selling and uh, giving those away to people that pre-ordered it at the, at the show. Yeah. And mostly playing a lot of Exceed demos. We The first two tables of the booth were all covered with Exceed demos, and we had those full almost the entire show, constantly running and giving away decks. How many, how many decks do you think you gave away? I would say probably um, four, like probably three or four hundred. Wow, sure. that's a lot. So, I mean, with four people running demos all day for eight hours a day, you can, uh, you know, it's not that hard. Yeah, that the, makes sense. Yeah, and I say eight hours. It's really it's seven hours a day. The show hall opens at ten, and mm-hmm. then it goes until five. They eliminated the early hour this year, which I was was really happy about. It used to be that the Gen Con VIPs got into the exhibitor hall an hour early, and so they got first dibs on all the rare and new release games that were coming out. Mm, right. Yeah. And that just meant that all of us had to wake up two hours early at eight p.m. 
Oh. Right. So that we can get the booth set up and get everything ready and or sorry, at eight AM. So we can get everything ready to go. Yeah. Um but with yeah, without that we just had to be there around nine thirty to be uh, ready to to deal for the day. Got that, so that extra nice. Z go, go got those extra Z's, Brad. And I certainly need them. Um so I scheduled so for me, Gen Con is a lot less about being in the booth and more about doing a ton of meetings. So I had meetings about every hour throughout oh. the entire show. Um, okay. On on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Sunday was a little bit lighter because uh, mm-hmm. the show ends early on Sunday. But I met I meet with mm, I'd say like f- four categories of people. Okay. Uh, the first category is production people. So these are printers and manufacturers. People that want uh, our business to print the next level 99 game. And so Mm. these are often companies out of China or sometimes out of Europe, and they want to get involved with us on a like a business partnership level. Yeah, yeah. I I've, I've gotten those requests on our uh or on, on our contact forums too, so yeah, I mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that's it's a pretty aggressive industry and they're you know, they're always trying to find new opportunities to work with new people. Yeah. So we get a lot sense. of those requests mm-hmm. and I think I told in a previous episode about how we solicit requests for quotations from our printers. I believe Have we so. talked about that yet? I I think I think it's. I think we brushed over it a little bit when we were talking about the delivery process and the design process of shipping games. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, maybe yeah. I should do an episode about how we request quotes and actually decide on what contents are in the games and figure out how much all that costs. Yeah, anyway. I think we brushed over that a little bit. If, if, hey, listener, if you want to hear about that, about like the production side of board gaming, tell us in the comments down below. So that's the first category of people. What are the other mm-hmm. three? I assume one of them is people you want to deal with, like like you know IP owners or something like that. I don't know. So the second, so the second group is designers, actually, uh, people that want to sell their game to us so that we can produce it. So mm. we talk to a lot of designers about their upcoming ideas, how we might work together. Level 99 games, we try to design most of our games in-house. We have a few designers that we'll work with out of house. Like but Trey. mostly we try and keep things in-house. Yeah, like Trey Chambers. Uh, mostly we keep things in-house. But as we work with more licenses in the future, it's important to be able to have games that are already ready to go. If you, for example, sign a license, you've got only about a year to bring a product to market. And so that means the game has to already exist at the time you sign the license. So if I'm talking to some brand about, hey, let Level 99 Games license your stuff and we'll make a cool board game about it, that game probably needs to already exist, which means that I need to contact a designer and buy their design so that I can connect the design and the brand into the product. Mm -hmm. So that year is less about making the game and more about adapting the currently existing game to fit the theme of the whatever property you got. Yeah, very much so. I see, I see. Okay, so that's the second so one. That makes designers, sense. yeah. Designers are the second category of people that we talk with. Okay, what's the, the third? The third category of people we talk with are media people. So reviewers and um, you know YouTube celebrities, uh, hosts, all the people that will promote the game, that will help to promote. And I would also put into this category like the marketing guys you know that come up and say like hey we'll market your kickstarter or hey do you want to appear on news channel eight or you know whatever whatever makes sense you do get those kind of 
people too, but basically media inquiries. And with these folks, we often do interviews or we'll do explanations of the game. In past years, we've even had full sit down and play sessions with some of the designers where you'll be able to sit, try out a game and uh, have kind of a private preview of a game that's not out yet or that's going to Kickstarter soon. Spicy. I like that. It's like um, pre-release video game conferences and stuff like that. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, um, Brad, quick question. Did you come mm-hmm. in the outfit? Uh, well, I always wear my uh, my corduroy coat and my uh, fedora, just so that I'm easy to recognize in the uh, in the convention hall. The rest and- of the staff uh, wear the gray shirts for our full-time staff members and then the red shirts for our volunteers. I see. Like mentioned no earlier. But I, yeah, I try and wear my hat and my coat if I can. Although it was pretty hot in there this year, did you bring the pipe? I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't actually smoke anymore. <laughs> so oh, you the quit. pipe Congrats. is really just a. Uh, it's just a a prop at this point. I mean, yeah, I do like it, but it is just a prop. Yeah, congratulations, by the way. Quitting smoking is good. Well, it wasn't really that I ever quit. I just kind of stopped. Okay, you know, I see. I it's see. like, do you know what I mean? It's like you don't really quit playing Smash Brothers. You just kind of don't do it for a few years, and then I guess I guess it's over. Right, I see. Well, yeah, I mean, so I, I was I never really was, like I said, it was never really a habit. Yeah, it wasn't. You were never really into the the habit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, fourth kind of person. Let me guess. Um, fans. Yeah, the fourth kind of person that comes by at Gen Con are fans that just want to say hi, talk to me or to Trey about the games. Um, in past years, of course, talk to to Josh as well, but he wasn't with us this year. But um, yeah, fans that want to, you know, get something signed or say hi or meet the artist or meet the designers, they often come by to, you know, to chat with us. And that's uh, a lot of fun at the show, too. Yeah. I can, Those I meetings can usually imagine. aren't scheduled. Oh, yeah. They probably just flag you down like you're a human taxi and go well, like... Well, you know, they, yeah, they, they say, hey, in the, like, if they see me in the halls or if they come up to the booth and I'm not in a meeting, I can, I can chat for a bit. Sometimes they, sometimes the uh, the media folks are also fans, and so the media meetings feel like fan meetings, which is fine too. I enjoy those just as much. Yeah, which is great. Um, I saw some of your interviews. I saw some of the pictures people were posting, and we posted some of our social media too, where um, you were in the box. <laughs> so oh yeah, where we're that was us packing up the booth. So yeah, I only got to like day two of the whole schedule. I guess I should tell you about like actually how the. Uh, the procession of the con goes, but uh, maybe we should get to that after our break. Yeah, let's let's get to that after our break. So for now, we're gonna cut to a little break. Brad, give us a parting word. Uh, you stay classy. You stay classy. Imperial Spells and Steam is a railway building game set in a fantasy world. Expand your network, employ dozens of specialists, and explore the vast world of Endines. Pre-order Imperial now by clicking the link in the description. All aboard the train, back to the episode. Choo-choo, Brad, you're going to be late. Quick, run into it. Quick, quick. Oh, no, got to catch that train. Got to catch that train. The train. All you had to do was follow the train, Brad. All you had to do was follow the train. We're going to, like, do the, the train dance now? Like, come on, ride the train? Come on, ride the train. Everybody, no, let's chew. I don't think it's like no. that. No, I know, I know. Yeah. I was just, I, I should really watch that new Dora movie that's coming out. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. did we did it? we did watch no we watched once upon a time in hollywood recently. oh was it good i actually went to see it twice 
which oh, is pretty rare for me. In so that means it's good. So that means it's good. It was quite good. I liked oh, I it. It's it's polarizing. It's polar. Not everybody's going to like it, but I liked it. I see. Okay. Well, movies aside, I think this is a good segue into one of the things I really wanted to ask about was cool stories. Brad, let's kind of integrate this with all of the fun stuff that happens. So before the break, we were talking about how you were in a box. What, what's the story behind that? Why were you in the box? Oh, well, that's not especially a cool story. So um, we started working with, um, with a group called Flat River, and they are managing our pallets and our inventory right now. And the pallet that we sent to conventions, they actually wrapped up in this big cardboard box, like this big cardboard shell. And so mm-hmm. when we were packing the booth back up, we had to put everything back into that cardboard shell. And so that starts with us assembling the shell first and then somebody climbing inside of it and stacking all the stuff up and then climbing out at the end. And um, I was the guy that stepped into the box first to start putting things away. Uh, so I got to play Tetris while everybody else just had to lift things. I see. So they, they were giving you the block pieces and you were the one putting them together. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. So that's all there was really to to that. It's uh it was neat. I'm, I really liked I really thought that we had a nice thing in the way that the booth came up and went down. It all moved very smoothly this year, which hasn't been my experience in past Gen Con years. So it was really great to see the the fluidity that came with having everything packed well and having uh Chris having gone to a lot of conventions having everything tabulated and sorted and ready to go for us. Yeah, so that, that was really cool. Oh, man. So so it's been alleviated. On the past episode of this podcast, you've talked about how conventions can get really tiring, especially on cleanup. So it's good to that on, on cleanup, at least this time, things went smoothly. Um, yeah, absolutely. Things yeah. did go very smoothly. And we had a lot of good connections that would that would help us out with that as well. Oh, that's really great. So, so let me confirm that this was not a picture of a Brad unboxing. We we are not no, selling Brad's. No, we're we're not. No, no Brad's. No Brad's were unboxed in the making of this episode. Ah, oh, dang. All right, I wanted my own Brad. You <laughs> not know? gonna not gonna mail myself to the Philippines for you, Marco. Ah, uh, you sure? You know, there's a new no. meme going around in the community that um, I actually live in Wyoming, and I don't know why that's a thing. But there you go. Huh. Marco lives in Wyoming is a new meme. So there. There you go. But that's that's just not true. <laughs> I know. I, I I don't know why it happened. It's just not true. I live in the Philippines. They're like, sure you do. The Philippines. Well, like, you'll get to Wyoming someday, Marco. Yeah, don't maybe, worry. maybe, maybe. I believe I, in you. Maybe there's a Marco living in Wyoming right now, going like, huh? So who maybe. knows? Maybe, maybe. Okay, so so there's that, right? You you were able to pack up stuff, and yeah. maybe that's not a particularly cool story. So give me a cool story in your mind. Probably the coolest story uh, from Gen Con is, you know, it's it's not like there were any really super standout moments. I just met a lot of cool people in a lot of separate instances, if that makes sense. Like we had a really nice dinner with the guys from Zephyr Workshop. And I got to hang out with uh, Crows Kresge, who you, you think you've met before. Uh, um, gee, I don't know. Are you talking about a hero of my childhood? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I am talking about a hero of your childhood. Yeah, because, you know, he's the meme lord supreme, at least in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> meme lord supreme. Yeah, yeah, that's Crows. So yeah. I got to hang out with him a bunch. I got to like meet uh, a lot of the team members that we work with remotely in person. And we just had a really good time together, you know, getting together, talking about things. There were some really cool booths at the show. 
I got to meet the guys behind waifulabs.com. Okay. Uh, Excuse me? Excuse me? Waifulabs.com? This is a... Um, this is a website that generates that randomly generates uh, your perfect waifu. So uh, you you can research it on your own, but Excuse it's use uh, me. It's an AI. It's an AI art engine. Oh wait, right? no, no, and no! So it, I've used this before. Yes, yes. So now it draws it draws characters um, on the spot. Yeah, and then it asks you whether or not you like short or long hair, what kind of color of eyes, and stuff like that, right? And actually, it doesn't ask you any questions. It just generates. No, it, it generates just, it draws and then, things. Yeah, it, it generates. It, then you can click on the thing, and, and you can pick which yeah which directions you want it to go. Yeah, there That's you go. True. Yeah, so yeah. it, it kind of so, quote unquote asks them. I mean, it doesn't actually verbally or explicitly ask, yeah. but it asks like it tells you to click on a thing, and then if you click that, it will generate based on that thing you just clicked, right? Mm-hmm. So you can. Yeah. So I got to meet them. Um, That's I got cool. to. I headed by. There's an RPG called Shadows of Esterin, which I, I checked out and I picked up a copy of. This is like some real immersive world building. These guys do a really great job of it. So I thought that was that was super cool. Ooh. What's the what what's the hook? The hook is that the world is designed to be really completely immersive. And I got the game book, but I also got the bundle. So I got like a collection of ghost stories from this world. I got two CDs of their like concert music from this world. I wow. got a cookbook from this world. Wait, excuse you know, a cartographer's me? Cartographer's kit. A like all kinds of book? like little little artifacts from the world. That's so and cool. It oh. was pretty neat how they really brought it to life. Right? Okay, now we gotta steal that idea into it for Indians. Well I definitely wanted I definitely am doing some research on it because I do want to build kind of immersive multimedia world for Indians. And so yeah, so this was part of my research. I bought a lot of RPGs for research purposes at this show. Mm. Gee, I wonder why you're buying a lot of RPGs. Question for research what? purposes. I just said it. Mm. Research purposes for what, Brad? What are you doing? So anyway, other cool booths. Um, <laughs> I got to hang out with uh, the guys that make Gruff. My, hey. my good friend Brent. Yeah, so we, we hung out and we went to dinner. I learned the story of the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Okay, um, what's the story of the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse? There's so there's a, a chain in America called Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, and we were trying to figure out what it was, and uh, our waitress told us that it used to be the Chris Steakhouse, but then uh, Ruth bought it, but the contract stipulated that she couldn't change the name, so now it's Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, we like. Yeah, I've wondered about that for years, and now I finally know. So, okay. mystery solved. Okay, so so it's it's not that Ruth owns a Chris who owns a steakhouse. It's no, that that's Ru- illegal in America. Yeah, that's illegal, right? I'm pretty sure it's illegal everywhere. But it's actually that Ruth owns a place called Chris's Steakhouse, and she just couldn't change the name. Yeah, pretty much. I see. So that's that's the uh, that's the story about it. That's the story about it. Okay. Brad, I think I think we've lollygagged and dilly dally. Yeah, no, we, we've like kind of rambled all over the place talking about Gen Con, but it was a good show. It was a really good time. We got to hang out with a lot of cool people, and yeah, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to projects in the future. A lot of things that I can't talk about just yet. Okay, that's what I was um, about to ask because we have to stop lollygagging. You have to start giving people what they want. What yeah. are projects you can talk about? Well, mostly what I could talk about is the stuff that we is updates on what we've already announced. 
So, you know, Imperial is at press. It's now being produced. All of the files are approved. All of the international editions are approved. Everything's going to press. Wanderers is at press. We're working through Wanderers right now. And then, um, like getting, getting the press ready file or getting the files, which are press ready onto the basically telling the printer how to put them on the printing press so they can be made. We're at that stage. Okay. So kind that's pretty press, close to the printing. press setup. Yeah. The yeah, pre-press okay. setup stage, if that makes sense. And then we are also hiring new help to help us out with writing and art for the Grand Chronicle of Indians and also for the storylines in Indians. So we're really building up our world lore and our storylines so that we can have more of these multimedia kind of worlds and hopefully uh, build into some other cool projects in the future. Oh man. So Indians murder mystery. Yeah. That, well, that's noir of Indians. You can, uh, you can just get that already. That's okay. You know what, Brad, you know what? You're ruining my fun. You're ruining, <laughs> you're ruining the fun. Okay. How about Indians basketball? There you go. Indians basketball. Yeah. Hikaru yeah. no basket. Hikaru. No- okay. We're, we're done. Because there's actually a... Yep. Uh, you know what? Just do Indian's chess and we can call it Hikaru no Go. Mm-hmm. Ah, so, uh, uh. Um, no. other than that, other new things that happen at, at, or other new things from Gen Con, mostly where you're just getting ready for our big announcement of the next season of Exceed. Oh. And also getting Devastation ready for press. And Collusion uh, is, you know, is ongoing, but that's going to be, um, you know, a bit further in the future. Yeah. You know, Brad, I'm really excited for this new season of Exceed. I have... Can I, can I tell them that I have made some stuff for it? I, I think that's not Well, something. yeah, I think, I yeah, that you've been really heavily involved in the development. Yeah, not only in and testing, long but time in coming. marketing and everything. So it's like, I can't wait for people to see some of the things that I've made. And I'm really happy about that. Speaking of things that we've made, um, since Imperial's almost coming to press, I feel like it's also relevant for me to say that uh, we've actually um, condemned, is that the right word? Condemned, forced, um, asked nicely, Trey mm-hmm. Chambers to write a series of dev diaries for Imperial. Oh. So, well, um, we yeah, we have asked for, for some dev diaries for Imperial, and there have been some that showed up already in the updates. Yeah. So we'll see if, if uh, more stuff for Imperial comes up, but we will have more articles and more previews for Imperial coming soon. Yeah, it'll be great. So do look and... out for those on the blog. And we, yeah, Imperial looks really good. I mean, I can't say, you can see, you can just go on YouTube and see the video where we unbox it and everything, but the yeah. pieces look great. The, the you know, the, the printing looks good. We had a few changes. We wanted to change some of the coding on some of the pieces so that they weren't so shiny. Give it more of a, that old-fashioned look. But we've made those changes for the production copies. Uh, the gold foiling looks super fancy. It's it's a gorgeous box. It's a gorgeous production. People are oh. going to have a great time with this game. You know, I can't wait to ship it. You know one thing that I never realized, because I mostly played Imperial on Tabletop Simulator, um, is that the way you set up the, the demand tiles is so pretty. Oh my gosh. Where they I didn't sit know. in those little stand-ups. Yeah, and then there's like stand-up. tiers of them, and it kind of looks like they're all on... They're, they're basically, quote-unquote, buildings on a mountainside cliff. And it yeah. looks so pretty. Because in, in Tabletop Simulator, for those who don't know, they just stack the tiles on top of each other. And it, it's cool and all, but it's way more awesome when you can see them like that. Yeah, oh we, my we really wanted to make it apparent from across the table which cities had which demands available so that you could build towards them. And so those city uh, stand-ups were the solution that we arrived at. And I'm really happy with how they came out. I think uh, 
it's gonna people are gonna demand that of future games once oh, they see no. how we did it oh no we've done the demand tiles that will now increase the demand yeah, for a future game i uh, didn't even see that good, you good. Did, yeah well if how could how could you not see it they're standing on the table Oh man. All, All right, right, we're done. We're this done episode, on this episode. This episode's had it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the New Level Cap podcast. I hope you enjoyed this update on Gen Con. Uh, tell me if you want the next episode to be about Evo, and hopefully I'll rope Chris into this and force him to speak into a mic for half an hour. Awesome. Or well, if thank not, you guys Chris, so much for tuning in. And Marco, thanks for having me on board once again. Brad. I would love to thank you every time that you're here as well, because I know that we have weird time zones. So I'm glad we're able to make this work every time. So hey, it's not the last it's not the last meeting that I have for work today. Oh, I'm sorry, Brad. So I'll let you go. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to this new episode of the New Level Cap podcast. As usual, that's been me, your host, Marco DeSantos, also known as the Mechanic Critic. And with me is my amazing awesome splendiferous co-host brad talton that's me also known as d brad talton jr oh my gosh or brad for short yeah brad for short brad for short thank you so much for listening if you have any comments questions or suggestions put it in the comment section down below don't forget your switch style and thank you world of indians thank you and good night happy gaming the new level cap podcast is produced by level 99 games Join us next Wednesday for more design talk and shenanigans. Thank you for listening.